Are you a rebel seeking transformation in your recovery journey? Then 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. 366 daily meditations. This book by the SoberPod Recovery Podcast host and professional rebel, Carl, will help guide you towards a new way of thinking and living. Each daily meditation offers a fresh perspective, practical advice, and a healthy dose of Carl's irreverent humor to help you stay sober and embrace the challenges of life without drinking, drugging, or shitting your pants. Whether you're just starting your recovery journey or looking for a daily dose of encouragement and laughs, 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. So, if you're ready to transform your life and become the rebel you were meant to be, get your copy of 366 fucking days sober today. Available today on Amazon.com. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. What I remember most is the loneliness I felt, the separation from other people. At the end, drinking was no fun for me. Since I've started to attend AA meetings, the greatest gift is that I've become reconnected. I'm part of life again. I really like myself, and that's wonderful. AA is a miracle in my life. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. A new beginning. I'm Carl. Look at that. We're almost like doing like a whole like little rhythm. I just blew it. I'm Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic addict in, in all the above. And my sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 of this podcast for our years long coverage, which is 50 plus full length episodes. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Hello, ex-party people. Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a run by fruiting. Uh, I don't know. I always, I always try to, you know, speak like Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, yeah. I gotta come up with something new besides hello. Yeah. What's up, bitches? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think hello is, is pretty. You know, it's funny. Uh, my last job, uh, I had uh, started a whiteboard where you, um, 
where you wrote the words hello as it related to songs, right? So, you know, you had Adele in there, mm-hmm. you know, you had um, uh, Lionel Richie, mm-hmm. you had, um, um, uh, I think, um, uh, like Nirvana, hello, 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 you know, that... <laughs> So, so any, any song that had hello in it, you know, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I, we would, there was a lot of songs that have hello in it. Which well, I thought fun. Was yeah. It was good cool. stuff. So, uh, so hello party people. So what, what was the name of this episode again? A new beginning. New beginnings. It almost seems like we're in a, we're in a treatment center commercial, like here at new beginnings. <laughs> Uh, so beginnings, we'll give you sobriety for $50,000 together with Hans, our massage therapist. <laughs> and Hans will the, put his so hands funny on enough, you. the rehab I worked at had a massage therapist. Really? And, oh my God. They had so many different things. Was, was his cool. name Hans? Was his name Hans? You know, I don't know, but und, I feel like Hans will put I his feel hands like on you. Oh, Hans. Oh, don't touch me there, Hans. Oh. <laughs> and they would do like sweat lodges too. It was pretty cool. And, you know, there's a, there's a app. Uh, I think it was on, I don't know if it's on Netflix or if it's YouTube. It's like the most expensive uh, treatment center, right? Like in the world. Is it in Utah? No, I, I think it's in England. And they, mm. uh, you know, they, they definitely pamper the shit out of you. And they have, a, you know, somebody who like spends like, 24 hours a day with you, uh, you know, psychotherapist spending 24 hours a day, which I don't know if I would like. <laughs> well, there's like a new thing, like where I live called a sober companion. Have you heard of that? Mm. I think I saw it on, um, on, uh, uh, get, get him to the Greek. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I don't know enough about it, but essentially I feel like it's almost a babysitter who just mm. like, stays with you all the time to make sure you're staying sober and it and stops you from walking into bars accidentally basically i yeah, mean that, it's, it just, that, it's yeah, there's interesting no point in it just becomes a game of cat and mouse especially if the dude chick wants to use you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah you know, i just i would just find creative ways or just you know you'd manipulate that person eventually i mean because we're good at it well, the so first time I heard someone refer to this person as their sober companion, I was like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> like, that's just what he's calling he, he, him. He's gay and he's and, he, and he's also sober. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I had never heard it before. And I was yeah. like, mm, that's a weird way of saying boyfriend, but okay. <laughs> this, this is my sober companion. <laughs> so, um, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> So I guess what we're talking about new beginnings is so what we what we came up with is kind of like a do over for Silver Pod in a sense. So we needed a a really good theme. We needed a really good um, way to reapproach, you know, us talking about sobriety. You know, after five years, you kind of run out of topics, right? And yeah. uh, but because it's me and Chelsea at this point, just Chelsea and I doing this stuff. And we may still do like interviews. We may still interlude this with whatever, but at this point we're on, we're going to start this track 
and you know run it until the wheels fall off which is we're going to cover the book living sober uh from um from alcoholics anonymous world services and um you know i mean all credit where credit is due just saying you know this is their thing um they are uh it was originally printed in 1975 so there's going to be a lot of talk about not listening to disco and <laughs> and disco is dead you know that kind of no disco is like in the height isn't it is like at this point 1975 wouldn't disco like really be high up there is going to be a lot of references to to what is it to club 58 or whatever the hell that is oh yeah forget what, yeah. what the club is but anyway so um studio 54 54 there you go yeah yeah There'll be a lot of references to I like the nightlife, I like the boogie. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> of September. Okay, yeah. Uh so anyway. <laughs> so, but let me just say this much. It was it was it has been revised. Uh, you know, pretty I mean, well, it has been revised, let's just say for AA materials, for something to be revised is like super awesome, right? Uh, because you know they don't revise the the big book and you know these types of things, um, you know. Uh, but in this case, they have revised it. And if you go to the digital version that's off the website, they have a copyright on this of 2019, and they have a first printing uh, again 1975, but a 52nd printing of 2020. So this thing is like you know fairly up to date for as far as AA is concerned. So, um, so all this stuff is registered and copyrighted, and we're just going to play like little segments off the site. We're not going to, you know, necessarily play the whole book, you know, where things are not like, you know, because you know we don't want to, you know, get copyright infringement as well. But we are going to play segments about it, and then we're going to talk about it uh, because hey, that 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 will is, get us. It is a podcast. So it is a podcast. Yeah, we, we do can. have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play segments, and then we're going to talk about uh you know what what we've listened to and again if you're listening along or if you have a book by all means you know crack that thing open but uh what i think we're just going to get into it we're just going to go through and start um start going along and and how they describe it off the and we'll include links in the show notes uh to the living sober book um but uh but uh how they describe it is that uh, Living Sober, this practical booklet demonstrates through simple examples how AA members throughout the world live and stay sober one day at a time. Uh, and so, um, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, a Living Sober book, it, it's it's not really like, it doesn't really get into like the 12 steps or, you know, in this really weird way. It really just kind of, I mean, it is kind of what it says, living sober. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's not really big on philosophy and it's really there with practical guides to so i guess you can look at this as like if you're a newly sober or if you'd like to like a a refresh of you know what it felt like to get sober you know in those early days and maybe you know to answer all those questions that you had and we'll you know kind of cover some of them but uh but that's what this is about so and it'll help i guess the listeners get to know us better too Right. Because yeah. we're going to be talking about, you know, some of those earlier days and the, some of the things we thought as it relates to the to the readings. So I guess here we go. So it's, I guess we're just going to start playing this first part. Are you are you ready, Chelsea? 
I am ready you, to live sober. Uh, are you ready to live sober? Are you fucking ready? <laughs> fucking ready right now. Fucking ready. <laughs> are you ready to be sober this Sunday? <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. Never staggered. Wait, so wait, uh, 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 got geez, even geez. about that title. Okay, here we go. Even the words stay sober, let alone live sober, offended many of us when we first heard such advice. I'm so offended. Although we had done a lot of drinking, many of us never felt drunk and were sure we almost never appeared or sounded drunk. Many of us never staggered, fell, or got thick tongues. Many others were never disorderly, never missed a day at work, never had automobile accidents, and certainly were never hospitalized nor jailed for drunkenness. We knew lots of people who drank more than we did and people who could not handle their drinks at all. We were not like that. So the suggestion that maybe we should stay sober was almost insulting. Besides, it seemed unnecessarily drastic. How could we live that way? Surely there was nothing wrong with a cocktail or two at a business lunch or before dinner. Wasn't everyone entitled to relax with a few drinks or have a couple of beers before going to bed? However, after we learned some of the facts about the illness called alcoholism, our opinions shifted. Our eyes have been opened to the fact that apparently millions of people have the disease of alcoholism. Medical science does not explain its cause, but medical experts on alcoholism assure us that any drinking at all leads to trouble for the alcoholic or problem drinker. Our experience overwhelmingly confirms this. So, not drinking at all, that is, staying sober, becomes the basis of recovery from alcoholism. And let it be emphasized, living sober turns out to be not at all grim, boring, and uncomfortable, as we had feared, but rather something we begin to enjoy and find much more exciting than our drinking days. We'll show you how. I am strangely attracted to her voice. I don't know why it is, but, you know, I, I just I got a little tingle in my, in my dingle. <laughs> got a little tingle in my dingle. Over little her. tingle. <laughs> little tingle in my dingle over this woman. <laughs> Talking about sobriety has really turned me off. Um, He's going to show you how. <laughs> She will show me how, baby. So, uh, so, what, what do you, what do you, what do you think about about that title? Um. So the whole time I was listening, I was just like nodding my head, like yes, yes, yes. This was me. This was so me. Uh. Um. Yeah. So, I really grappled with this because maybe I was a problem drinker, but not an alcoholic. Which, by the way, in my opinion, it's sixes. Like, if you identify with a group of people who call themselves how alcoholics and you're on the right track, that's all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. um, people have different opinions on that. But so I never got a DUI. Um, I drove drunk way too many times, and I'm not proud of that, but it's, it's what I did. Um, I never missed work. 
Um, even if I was hungover, I went in, I was never late, never got, um, arrested, nothing like that. And I knew people who I was like, oh my God, they are an alcoholic. Like Mm. I am not that bad. You know, I'm not nearly to that level where I'm drinking an 18 pack, uh, like a night, but I'm also a female. (laughs) I don't know that I would last that long. I mean, me personally, like I, I could handle a lot, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just would always compare myself to others and find reasons why I was different Mm -hmm. and didn't qualify as an alcoholic because no one wants to take on that title. Be like, Hey, today I'm going to be, I'm going to call myself an alcoholic yeah, because I want to be like, an alcoholic like no one wants to join this club it would be cool if i just ran around and said that for a while <laughs> it'd be cool but what yeah. about you what are you thinking uh, i was i was thinking um you know uh when it said uh stuff like um like the same thing which is i you know i knew people who were way worse than i was you know i, I mean when you run in the low end of the street you know you you're always going to find somebody who's lower than you, you know, but, um, at the end of the day, my problems were, um, my problems. (laughs) I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I, um, and I guess that's the other thing. I became isolated in the end. Thank goodness. And I didn't really know people who were drinking like I did because I just knew my own drinking and that's, you know, so I, I didn't have somebody readily identifiable. I mean, I did watch intervention and shit and I'd be like, Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, he's fucking like, he's way fucking worse than me. Right. Um, While getting drunk too. Yeah, no yeah, less. Exactly, exactly. So, um, it's just so funny. Like, why do we watch that stuff anyway? <laughs> so, um, so, uh, but you know, part of me was like, I, I was resigned to being the alcoholic in the, in, in the, in the end, I was like, you know, so for me, it, it was like, uh, um, you know, I, did I deserve a cocktail or two at a business lunch or before? Did, I mean, yeah, I, I worked right. So to me, it was like, as long as I kept up all the things that they talked about, right. Which is, you mm-hmm. know, I, I continued to work. I continued to receive a paycheck. I, uh, uh, you know, my house wasn't in shambles. I paid my bills. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to the DUI. I didn't, you know, yeah, I drove drunk too, um, a lot, way more than, I ever fucking should have. And, um, and, uh, you know, but again, because I didn't have all of those red flags along the way. Um, I think for me, it was probably a little bit better because I would have always turned those things into enemies. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like, Oh, I, if I would have lost my job for my drinking, I would have blamed it on the job. If I would have right. got a DUI, I would have blamed it on the, Oh, it was a fucking Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. And they just, you know, or whatever, like I would have just blamed all those things. So, so thank goodness i didn't get those things because i had to drink it out right so that's what i was thinking it's like i was like oh so good that i had to drink it out because that that enabled me to see my progression that they're talking about so um you know and then and then the other thing is like again this is still i just want to keep this in mind this has been updated in 2020 and it's still talking about the medical you know uh, what did it say in uh um, like the medical experts, uh, a sh- medical science does it, not explain its cause. 
Yeah. And that's, so it's still very much like, like, yeah, I mean, there's some information that has been out there about like, you know, that they, that they, I think that they did find a, you know, some gene at some point that was responsible for a certain amount of alcoholism, but then they also like, they still have like a lot of work to do to see how that translates to blah, 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 blah. I mean, you can really develop the argument, but you would think that like, you know, a publication of Alcoholics Anonymous would at least be able to like, you know, yeah, they did find the cause, but still here's the solution. Right. Yeah. You know? And so, but again, they, they just, they don't include that stuff. And this is the one book that they can do that in, right? Because there's not a big fight for it uh, to remain the same. So it hasn't mm-hmm. been canonized. Right. Uh, so, you know, I guess here's the thing is that, um, you know, uh, you, you know, they say, uh, you know, that basically the trouble with the alcoholic problem, our experience, over, you know, the, uh, our experience overwhelmingly confirms that like, uh, we, you know, once, you know, once we drink basically that we, you know, that we don't, we, there, we don't stop drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it, it is a disease of alcoholism. And so that really just does kind of, you know, pull it out for me a little bit more and, and make me, um, make me see that, you know, uh, yeah, it is 2020. I mean, sorry, 2022. And that, um, I'm really stuck in 2020, huh? <laughs> it's 2022. And that there hasn't been any progression in terms of like, you know, I don't get to take a magic pill and suddenly remain sober, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that desire of that disease of alcoholism or that obsession to drink still exists, even though like, you know, we've come all this way scientifically. We still cannot stop that process the way that it currently is. So and I just, to be, yeah. I mean, to be fair, there are some, uh, like pharmacological interventions, but nothing that's going to cure you, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there's no direct, like, like you were saying, there's no direct cause for alcoholism or a way to know who's going to end up being an alcoholic Mm -hmm. or addict. Um, but I mean, there are medications like naltrexone or, yeah, yeah uh, disulfiram, like things like that, that will help you stay sober. Uh, but that will help you stay sober. And that's, and mm-hmm. then, you know, but again, the magic pill that people are like, go, um, yeah, I could just drink through that shit until I stop throwing up. <laughs> and people do that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so there, there is that stuff. It does help, but I think that you have to have the desire for that shit. Right? Of course. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, uh, so then there is, a. uh, like a little pre portion of this too. I think a part of the book, uh, they want to, um, they want to help you like, you know, um, uh, so get a sense for what this book is about. And, and I guess it'll get a sense for us moving forward about like, you know, what, you know, what kind of topics we're going to get into as it relates to this book. So, um, so I'm going to play that and that should be about a minute long. And then I think we can go to the next section. Cause I'm not sure if there's a lot we're going to, there would be too much to talk about in terms of these mm-hmm. questions, but I do want to play it. So here we some go. questions often asked by new non-drinkers and pages that offer some answers. What do I say and do at a drinking party? See page six. Hey, I just want to say, first of all, don't drink. <laughs> a drinking party. A, a whoopee party. Okay, here we go. 65. Should I keep liquor in the house? See page 21. How do I explain to people why I'm not drinking now? See page 66. What about sex? 
Mm, See page 61. Hey, now. What about insomnia? See page 30. What about drinking dreams? See page 31. It's always a common Should I go into bars? See page 64. What can I do when I get lonely? See page 33. Well, this is really... Are you sensing a theme here? I'm sensing some themes here, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) As long as I'm happy, am I safe? Is it? See page 42. Should I seek professional help? See page 58. You know who you are. Is it necessary to give up old companions and habits? See page 65. Well, you know, for somebody, I mean, if you're, if you're newly sober and have never like really wrestled with the idea of being sober, like these questions are absolutely top of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like these, this is the stuff that like, you know, um, I, I, and it always surprises me. And I, maybe it's just me because I think that everybody is like me, right? Because like, mm-hmm. I'm self-centered and all that good stuff. <laughs> And so, uh, so it always surprises me when I see somebody new walk into a meeting and I talk to them and they are like, like, I'm like, have you ever been in treatment? They're like, no. And I go, is this your first AA meeting? Like, yes. And I, so you're telling me that you've been drinking for 15 fucking years and this is the first time that you've ever dealt with this situation. They're like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, it'll just blow my mind. It'll literally just blow my mind because I'm like, cause I've been doing this, you know, since I was born, basically, you know, mm-hmm. I've always had this, these kinds of things. So it, it's kind of weird to just always be around this stuff. So what about you? What do you think of those questions? What do you, what do you, you said you, you had, what was one of the questions you had? What was it? Oh, I just identify like those. Oh. I want to say like a lot of them I thought about, you know, before I, I like committed to getting sober mm-hmm. when I first was going through like that rough 30, 60, 90 days. These are all questions that I had and in situations that be, I guess, uh, these are questions that, um, talk about things I went through, you Mm -hmm. know, um, Mm -hmm. when I went to a party or when I was at a concert and offered a drink and told them no, and they asked me why. And it's like, what do I say? Um, you know, I had liquor in my house. What do I do about that? Like, um, how do I explain to people, you know, uh, I, I was very, uh, closed off about that, um, in the beginning and, and, um, yeah, I, I thought about getting professional help, but my pride kind of got in the way because I was like, oh, I can do this by myself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these questions um, even if you don't know that you have them, you're probably going to have some of them. Yeah. Yeah. At least if not out loud, but in the back of your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I knew that immediately I had to deal with like, I mean, like very first days I had to deal with my sleep problem because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to work if I couldn't drink myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was like, I didn't know how I was going to be able to handle that. And so I, uh, you know, I enlisted the help of my wife. I got, uh, melatonin to like bring me down, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, but only after a while was I able to like stop doing that kind of stuff too. But I really made a habit out of going to sleep and I didn't understand that that was part of it. Like, I, you know, so I was looking for all these tips and that's the thing is like, you don't know that this book exists, right? So you're just kind of like, never heard of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. And, uh, um, 
and so you know it's in like if you go to like all the um if you're looking at your local uh Al Anon club you can like see like maybe they'll have a book list or if you can go to aa.org you can you can see this you can, actually this book is freely available in pdf and um you know so you can go section by section that's where we're getting this audio from as well so if you're a listener you know you can listen to these segments uh on the website as well so yeah uh, uh you know for me i identify again with a lot of these things too but i hadn't thought about these things um you know, it's all like new information almost, right? When I got, when I was re-getting soap, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, um, you know, of course, like alcohol in the house, like to me, it was like, that was a no-go. But now I have alcohol in the house, not a problem. Like I have, like to me, it's just like another fucking item I got to deal with and clean up after the fucking stepson or whatever, <laughs> you know? And my wife actually started buying uh, these like little wines, right? And uh, and I'm just like, not like a wino wine, but uh, but yeah, she has them in the house too. I'm like, fuck, again, so it's like, it's just to me, it's like, it doesn't, the, the, the label does not matter. It's just another item. I got to move to get whatever I need. Right. So, yeah. uh, so it's been kind of neat to, um, to experience that. But again, every once in a while it does go into my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> like that's my, my instant thought. But either way, let's move on to the, uh, so we're going to, uh, uh, move on to the, um, uh, to another section here of, of why not drinking. Uh, as a you know, and it's quoted not drinking, uh, so let's uh, let's go for that, and then we'll we'll play that segment. Oh, we why not drinking? We members of Alcoholics Anonymous see the answer to that question when we look honestly at our own past lives. Our experience clearly proves that any drinking at all leads to serious trouble for the alcoholic or problem drinker. In the words of the American Medical Association, alcohol, aside from its addictive qualities, also has a psychological effect that modifies thinking and reasoning. One drink can change the thinking of an alcoholic so that he feels he can tolerate another, and then another, and another. The alcoholic can learn to completely control his disease, but the affliction cannot be cured so that he can return to alcohol without adverse consequences. From an official statement issued July 31, 1964. And we repeat, somewhat to our surprise, staying sober turns out not to be the grim, wet blanket experience we had expected. While we were drinking, a life without alcohol seemed like no life at all. But for most members of AA, living sober is really living, a joyous experience. We much prefer it to the troubles we had with drinking. One more note. Anyone can get sober. We have all done it lots of times. The trick is to stay and to live sober. That is what this booklet is about. Maybe we should have played that first. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just play that instead of me talking. Anyway, um, what do you what do you think of that one, Chelsea? Whereas you know, I, personally, I was like all on the um, the uh, the old school nineteen sixty four. Was it nineteen sixty four? AMA reference, right? I mean, that um, could have been written a month ago. Like it's mm -hmm. still relevant um, to the problem and. It's interesting that it does have that um, that psychological effect. Mm. It lowers your inhibition. 
inhibitions and uh it's it's crazy what it does to um people in general but i would say alcoholics it may, makes us insane like <laughs> it did for me um one drink was never enough. And, um, when I was sober, I could recognize that, but when I was drunk, like it wasn't even, it was just like, keep drinking, keep drinking. Um, so being sober, I can have some control over my disease, but if I have a drink, I'm no longer in control. Um, but also like being sober, my, one of my biggest fears in the beginning was, my life is over. I'm not going to be fun. I'm no one's going to want to hang out with me. I can mm-hmm. never go to parties, like very black and white thinking. And now I, I'm comfortable with my boring life, you know, <laughs> quote unquote boring. Um, because I, I don't hate myself and I'm not in this constant turmoil and mm. shame and, and guilt. Um, sing it sister. You know, it's, it's (laughs) no longer a miserable life, uh, for me. And I will take peace and tranquility over parties any day. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so hard to like convey that to somebody who's Mm -hmm. been, um, sitting in that mess, you know, of, uh, of activity because it's like, it seems so exciting. It really does seem so like, you know, the whoopee party kind of shit. And it's like, um, you know, and I remember trying to um, t- trying to do that. I remember trying to go to to uh, we got invited to a bunch of parties. And again, um, that was the stuff like uh, one, of the, one of the first parties since I really got into my alcoholism. We were, uh, do you know, uh uh, suburban life is all about which is like uh, we got invited to a bunco party i had no fucking idea what bunco was as like <laughs> you, play, you play cards i still don't know i don't I remember don't know what it is but it sounds very suburban it's very suburban and there it was like uh um it was, uh so they everybody had like uh out on the pool and like they put up all these like chairs and it was all you know whatever a lot of people were there and um in and somebody had brought like a really big vodka um, dispenser, like it has its own stand, you know. And it has I to love be, how you you yeah. made that like a four foot like <laughs> yeah. No, it's like it's like it is. It's a, it's like about it's about a two and a half foot bottle. It's huge, right? So we bought this vodka. So I had also brought my own vodka, and then I ran out because I brought a smaller bottle, and then um and so I drank all mine, and then I kept and so I kept going after their thing, and then. I, I was trying to pour this bottle. It's on its own stand, and I know I wasn't doing it too well. I was fucked up because I'm playing bunco, and I don't want to talk to these people or do anything <laughs> like that. And then see, and, and again, I'm, you know, my wife is thinking it's going to be fun to go to these parties and you know do all this stuff. And like again, for my wife, it, it may be exciting for her, but for me, it's like that one drink turns into this, like you know to this process that it, it, I just, I don't get to, I don't get to dictate when I, you know, how much I drink, when I stop, or if I'm fucking going to play Bunko or not. Right. Like, cause I don't even, first of all, I don't really care about Bunko. All I care about is bringing my alcohol and drinking my alcohol. It, and I don't want to talk to any of these people. So I want to isolate. Right. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So, um, so a very different approach. And so 
when, when I think about these things, one drink can change the thinking of an alcoholic so that he feels he can tolerate another and another and another, which is so true because like at that point, like, you know, I remember getting home and then making love to the porcelain God and uh, uh, giving my offerings to the porcelain God. <laughs> and, 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 uh, um, you know, and, and then my wife, like fucking like totally like, well, yeah, that's what you get for fucking doing what you do, you know? And I just remember laying there with my cold face on the tile or my face on the cold tile and just be like, you know, fucking fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you know, coming out. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, um, uh, I really relate to that. But then also as it, is it, is, I think that this is trying to just kind of give that message of hope. Like, you know, why not drinking? Because, mm. you know, you can go from all that, which the AMA describes as this, you know, it's an, it's, a, it's addictive and it has a psychological effect that is like, you know, that, that hopefully the alcoholic can identify with. But now to know that you can go from that and be, you know, and have a life without alcohol, right? And mm-hmm. complete abstinence is really what they're pushing here, which seems intolerable to the alcoholic by the way like mm-hmm. what the fuck like in a big book it talks about like you know um i could no longer see my life with alcohol and i could no longer see my life without alcohol and and i think for somebody like i was in that position it's such a dilemma because you're like this thing that has worked for so long no longer works mm-hmm. and it hasn't been working and now i feel completely fucked and so you can't imagine it going either way. And then this last statement where it says, um, we prefer it to the troubles that we had with drinking. So that's not drinking. And then it is joyous and that you can get sober. And not only that is that you can do it for an extended period of time to where that you can now live sober, quote unquote, you know, and that you can be successful doing that. I think that's hopeful. And that's what like, um, that's kind of what I hope that we do as we go through this process in the book and that we talk about like, you know, that all the things that like, you know, are those hazards to getting sober, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, so because there, there are pitfalls, there are damages, there are things that you're going to do and think and things that you're going to say and ways that you're going to feel in the emotional upheaval of all that shit and um yeah just that first even that first fucking you know 15 days no less is fucking horrible it was mm-hmm. horrible got a fucking i do not wish it on anybody and i don't think that people who've never had to go through that process are really you know understand what it is and um you know alcoholic or non-alcoholic so the people in your life as well so hopefully th- th- there's some of those things in here that will help and i've i've read it i have it highlighted in my I have books I see, uh, and I read it such a long time ago after I had, I think I was a couple years sober when I read, did read it. Cause I was like, you know, whatever, I don't need to read this 60 page booklet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just, I just thought it would be, uh, there's, there's some hope in here. So what, what do you think about, uh, that process? So I think you kind of nailed it. Um, it's, it's, when you get to the point of contemplating not drinking, uh, alcohol has probably started to consume you and control you. And at least that's how I felt. 
I felt like the only time that I was ever truly happy was when I was drunk. Mm. Um, because that's how it was for so many years. But the problem was I was getting drunk and I was no longer happy and carefree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, what do I do? Because this is what has worked. And it's kind of like that positive reinforcement over all those years. Like this is what will make you happy and forget about all your pain. Um, but it stopped working for me. Um, and so I felt stuck. Like, what do I do if, if this no longer works for me, but then also it's, it's really hard. Like once you get sober, it's hard to stay sober because you're not getting that instant gratification. Your life isn't magically wonderful and everything's delicious. (laughs) It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's rough. And so if you are just starting out, it's, you know, why would you want to keep going Mm -hmm. if it's, if you're in more pain than you were when you were getting drunk? I think that's really a hard thing I had to battle with. I'm glad that I stuck through it and, you know, got little glimmers of hope and, and, um, that's really what kept me going was the, uh, the moments of clarity of why I started and why, um, why I started getting sober, why I stopped drinking because it was ruining me and Mm -hmm. ruining my relationships, just my life. So it's, it's really hard. So I think these little, um, pieces of hope, you know, even if people say it over and over, or it's become cliche that it gets better. Like Mm -hmm. I love my life. Um, I think people just need to keep hearing that because it feels pretty hopeless in Mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And and just frustrating overall. Like, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. I was so, and, and so when I say frustrating, I have to remember like what I've learned in like the last, whatever, five years is like, uh, it was even like three years. It was like frustration was like a, a subset of anger. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I, you know, to be angry at, um, at that is, it shows, uh, for me, it was, uh, I was, I was like, I was so frustrated, but what I was frustrated with was like my inability to deal with like, you know, um, with everyday situations. And so I, I, and that was what I could not tolerate because I was like, uh, to deal with myself on that level to like, mm-hmm. no, like, like, I mean, I didn't know it consciously. Right. So when I'm angry like that, I don't know that I'm like really angry until I stop and ask myself, well, what am I really angry at here? But you don't get that ability until you've progressed a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of strange. Like, so you, my, my default would be to go back to drinking. Right. My mm-hmm. default would be to go chase a fucking drink because like, I'm just pissed off because I can't do this without fucking being shit faced or like having that release. So, um, so it's so funny. So in those early days, like I was frustrated, I was pissed, I was angry, I was upset. I, I could not tolerate life on life's terms. And that's the, you know, we talk about these sayings, by the way, there's going to be more sayings in this book that are going to piss some people off. You know, <laughs> they're, yeah, they they do have like one day at a time. They do have live and let live. They do have like, I don't know, a couple others, like, you know, the fucking banisters. Yeah. Easy does it. What is it? Easy does it. Uh, what else? Uh, first things first. And, uh, 
you know, uh, all the other cliched sayings, you know, so, um, and again, it's going to cover some, some stuff relating to AA, but you know, here's the other thing. It's going to recover some stuff not relating to AA. So if you're sitting there like I was, and, um, you know, I got some of this information actually through uh, Reddit Stop Drinking, where like they would post stuff about like, you know, how to deal with, uh, uh, with a craving, right. Or how to deal with like, you know, my, my, um, you know, my sweet tooth, you know, I didn't know that, that, um, like alcohol, um, you know, uh, basically, um, you know, became, uh, uh, metabolized, you know, to sugar. Right. And that like, you know, just by having hard candy or chocolate around would kind of minimize that, that trigger for that stuff. I didn't know these types of things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so this book kind of covers some of that stuff as we get into it. So it'll be kind of cool. So there's stuff like that in here as well as, you know, um, you know, I'm sure that they'll, 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 they'll talk, you know, talk on, you know, prayer and, you know, all the other things that, you know, is known for. But, um, but again, this is like, hopefully it, hopefully you get hope out of this stuff. And then, um, I did want to say, uh, you are going to post an article. I don't know if it'll be today or whatever, but there's this article that you're writing on, uh, temptation. And it really does kind of go along with our, our new, uh, new beginnings, <laughs> our new beginnings thing. And you talk about like, um, you know, a, a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, the triggers and cravings and, and struggling with that kind of stuff. So, uh, so you're going to do that and put that on the, uh, the member blog as well. So we're going to have some content relating to this stuff. We're going to have links to, uh, again, the, the, the sober, uh, uh, living sober book as well. So you guys can go listen Listen ahead on your own, and and again, it, you know, if anybody you know wants to contribute, you know, um, by by all means, you know, we still have that. Uh, if you go to the um, to the homepage on on the silverpod on the dotting of the coming, uh, we have <laughs> we have this big orange button that says "Start recording," and you'll get a, I think a minute, minute and a half or something. Uh, if you want to uh, talk about some of your um, maybe like your biggest craving or you know whatever it is or you know how you uh you know knowing what we're going to be doing um you know from week to week you can go look at the sober living book and see maybe a topic that's coming up uh and maybe we'll include it uh in in some of the podcasts at that point uh or you know send an email we'll read the email or i don't know go on the member section and reply to to chelsea's post and we'll read that as well but um yeah, I just think that it'd be fun to get more people involved and get your responses and, you know, just and don't send any dick pics. I think um, that's you know, I'm, I'm really cool with the no dick pics, uh, unless you're friends in recovery, uh, which they send dick pics all the time. <laughs> Talking about that, I have to I have to edit one of their podcasts um, because uh, 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 the, a little boy ran in the room and he's naked and. Uh, <gasps> Oh yeah, and so I got to edit that YouTube. I got to put some like pixelation over it or something. It's like, oh my gosh, that's funny. Hilarious. It's hilarious, though, right? You're like, I just they got him in my man closet, right? Because you know, and that you know, I don't have any kids around. Well, good thing it wasn't live. I hope. No, it was on Facebook. Oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kids like really young and everything, but it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh so so yeah so uh, so talking about dick pics. Got to got to edit those out some days. Anyway, so um so if uh, if you're interested in in um in participating, those are the ways that you can do that. 
Uh, and then again, um, you know, go go to the website uh, for just this series. So if you're this is your first time listening to this, uh, you can search for, um, uh, you know, the hashtag. We'll have like links for the hashtag uh, living sober. Uh, so you can hashtag living sober, uh, no spaces, and you'll be able to find uh, this stuff on the website. So you'll see all the posts uh, or episodes relating to this as well. Um, other than that, uh, do you have any more? Do you have any more fun facts for the people, Chelsea? Um, I found out today that an, a narwhal is a real thing. I thought what? it was a mythical creature. Oh, That's oh, a fact. The, the, the horned uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, sea creature? Mm-hmm. A narwhal. They're real. They're... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I think that's awesome. I, uh, uh, yeah, I thought it I was like the Loch Ness monster, you know, like like uh, just a mythical creature, like the normal, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, so there you go. Fun fact. I, I, I've never seen one, so I don't know if they're real or not. Really, I just know that I'm told that they are. So. <laughs> you so got they, any fun facts, Carl? Uh, uh, that I've that I've discovered recently. Yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say I have. Um, no. No. Tune in next week where Carl will be giving you a fun fact. I, I'll, I'll make some. I'll make some shit up for my fun fact next time. <laughs> be like, oh, I was just watching uh, like Howie Mandel. I fell asleep yesterday. It was like on uh, Netflix, something, some TV show called Bullshit. Um, it was like a, as a, you have to decide whether somebody's bullshitting or not. Uh, so I thought oh, that I was like fun. That. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, um, you know, we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we just made a game show about it anyway party people ex party people that's it that's 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 where we're at um i i think uh what what, what do we say at the end at the end now what what is the deal what does chelsea say deuces what does carl say Hi, I'm Carl. <laughs> Hello, Aaron Bay Fruity. Ah, fucking, 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 fuck. Fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. How many fucks is that? I think you that? should end the episode like that. <laughs> Deuces. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> that should be like, you know, like they do those credits, you know, like at the end. Like, uh-huh. like the bloopers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, like, like, like you know, they have like little statements of like who, like mm-hmm. who it was produced by and then there's oh yeah yeah some like dog bark or whatever like mine will be like fuck yeah. <laughs> all right that's it that's all she wrote um tune in next week as we as we uh observe more about living sober see ya Are you painfully aware that pain is a process? Want to tell the world about it, but just don't have the time? Why not display your knowledge and strife by putting it on a t-shirt or better yet, purchase one from painisaprocess.com. Head on over to painisaprocess.com and check out the other items such as I'm a painkiller or my personal favorite, pain is the way to peace. When you purchase a painfully aware wear item, you will get a code for a free year of access to SoberPod.com's membership section. All proceeds will go to support the SoberPod Recovery Podcast. Thanks for your support.